Hey, welcome to our year end in review episode. This is 2022 wrapped. What's up, John? What is up, man? Another episode of the Horror Dads podcast. Episode 80 now? Yeah, we're bringing you episode 80. Nice yeah. uh, round number to to firm up the year here. So I assume everyone is uh, wrapping up their Christmas break. I look like the top of a muffin. I assume I look like what Mrs. <laughs> Claus looks like. Uh, no muscle tone because I haven't exercised in fucking three weeks. Uh, a little too much cushion around the belly. Uh, yeah, we're we're winding it down. We've got, you know, one more weekend of fun here before uh, reality kind of re-kicks back in. And we're going to, I think, observe the New Year's holiday here in the States on on Monday and then head back to work Tuesday. The third is the big return to work day. So I yep. think uh, I think I'm ready to go back to work, quite honestly. It's been it's been a a long couple of weeks, but it's been an amazing amazing year for horror. Twenty twenty two, like one of the best, one for the books, man. Yeah. Like this was a super hard task. We're gonna do a a top ten list here of our favorites, uh, collective favorites, I think, for the year, right? Right, Jamie? Yes, we're gonna do a top ten uh collaborative effort. If I I think if you and I each made a top ten, it would be different. I think uh, so too. We probably some of these movies wouldn't be in our top ten. And we'll point that out as we go. It'll be a fun little uh, trip here as we just kind of uh, discuss 10 fucking movies that probably everyone liked or disliked in some sort of manner, right? Yeah, I think uh, we're going to talk about a, a lot of movies that a lot of people saw. I don't think there are too many uh, hidden gems from the year on here. No, but, uh, but this, perhaps this so. is the year. So I made an effort this year to really watch new movies because when we started this podcast, you and I just really didn't watch new movies all that much. Yeah. Um, I think part of it was that new movies coming out were sort of lackluster, um, at least for us. And part of it was just time constraints. Yeah. And I would rather just, you know, I think our wives are more into horror now since we started this podcast. I so agree. they're more willing to watch movies. So uh, all those things have culminated in a year where I have watched a lot of fucking new movies. Ton. And uh, I'm really pleased with what uh, I intook. Much like this Christmas break, I've just been taking everything in, and now I look like a fucking float. <laughs> well, man, I think you still look great. Uh, horror daddy is what we're going to call you. Yep. But uh, as always, we're going to go ahead, and before we get into our top 10 list, um, this is not an interview episode, so you just have Jamie and I tonight, which is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, which is kind of a break. Yeah, we've had a ton of interviews. Been hasn't been just us in a while. Very fortunate to have some great uh, great talent on the show, yes. but uh, today you guys, you guys just get us. Um, so we're going to jump to our top 10 list, but before we do that, we're going to take a couple minutes to catch up. It's been a few weeks since we recorded. I forget how this works. What do we do? I know, it's been... Uh, we've been pretty consistent with like twice a month on the dot, but uh, we released one very early in December, and this is going to be the last day of December that this one's available. So uh, it's pretty pretty disparate for us, but let's talk what about it. What do we man. do? What have you been watching? Oh. Um, oh, so I've been watching Wednesday with the wife. A lot of fun. I would kind of rolled my eyes about it, you know what I mean? Like, eh. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's fun. The reviews have been unanimously like supportive. Yeah, and uh, I would say, you know, uh, obviously it's called Wednesday. Typically, with Adam's family stuff, you get the whole family. Uh, you just get little splashes of the family in this one. It's mostly Wednesday in a new environment, kind of like a Harry Potter type deal. You know, at a school for like the Wizarding World. This is like the Witching World. Yeah, uh, monsters and <laughs> so it's it has a, it, it's definitely a very like Harry Potter vibe. 
Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun. So it's got a good tone. Uh, Super good tone. You, like gothic in the perfect way, you know? Yeah. It's always great when uh, shows can sort of nail that, like, gothic, gothic representation, but keep enough, like, pop culture relevance to keep the... The younger crowd engaged, make make people laugh that are watching and yeah, you know, just keep uh keep the fish on the hook. One of those two where like she gets to the school and then she's got this room where you're like, it th- <laughs> Yeah. This fucking room? It's amazing. Yeah. Any movies you've been checking out? Uh I just been honestly I've just been watching new stuff uh that we're gonna discuss today. Yeah. And then uh some Christmas stuff that I hadn't seen. Like there was one I watched on Tubi called uh I think it was called Don't Open Till Christmas. How was that? Uh, dude, a lot of fun. Uh, these Christmas horror films are always fun. Honestly, I don't know that I've seen a bad horror Christmas film, no matter how cheesy it is. I love them all. Christmas Evil, fucking great. We talked about that on our Patreon episode. Santa Slay. Uh, Santa Slay. Yeah, I mean, you get a couple, that I guess. That one's the... <laughs> the Silent Night, which is the Silent Night, Deadly Night, like, reboot. Oh. With, um... Yeah, yeah. I know the I cover. Think of her name. Uh, Jamie Kennedy. No, not Jamie Kennedy. The girl from Scream <laughs> who plays Randy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, fuck me. I don't know. <laughs> what have you been watching? Uh, so I've also been into the holiday stuff. I checked out that Christmas, Bloody Christmas uh, Shutter mm. release. So I watched that as well. Yeah. That one was fun. You know, not very relatable characters, but. Um, you know what I fun, thought, though? A fun, a fun movie. It very much reminded me of, you know, when you get in like, you're kind of in this circle of friends that are always at the bar and you get like those like hipster friends that are like always a little too like pretentious. Yeah. Uh, and they're just always talking about like bands that are like too cool for you and like record stores and shit. And you're like, ah, am, are you guys too cool for me? And you're like, that's, this is, that's what those characters seem like to me where like they think they're too cool for you. But I loved the, like the little town that it opens up in. Dude. It sort of reminded me of Halloween, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween too. That like the color the, scheme too of everything yeah. being super neon. I thought the aesthetic was really cool, I liked and it. I thought it paired I well that. with yeah. the character types you were talking about. So I thought it was fun. Like it was fun. Way would rather have that and not than not have it. Totally, I'll watch it again next year. Glad it's uh in the ether now. And I was a big fan of his other movies. Like I loved VFW, and so like the tone was yeah. fine for me. But you're right, the characters were kind of a little, and that's probably the point. They're a little bit too much. Did you watch the Adult Swim Yule Log yet? I have not. No. Oh, dude. It's not too late. I would watch it tonight when you get home. All right. It, that, that one really kind of took me by surprise. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris Zank, a listener of ours, recommended that to, uh, to us, and I watched it. And oh, my gosh, man. It had like this Hitchcockian sort of like um, rope, uh, which takes place from the perspective of like one kind of vantage point for the majority of the film. Um, this, this movie is about a dude who like records those you, log videos, mm-hmm. right? Like of a fireplace with, uh, a high res camera and it's just a nine hour video of a fire burning. So it's about one of those dudes and he's basically at a, a remote cabin for the weekend with his girlfriend. He's going to try and propose to her. So the camera's stationary for the majority of the film while he's filming the Yule log and all this crazy shit's sort of happening around him. So hmm. It gets super wild. I think most of the actors are comedians in it. Um, it feels more like you're watching a play than a film at points. Um, but it's really wonky. It's really weird. It's it's a ton of fun. And I was really pleased with how original and creative it was. So huh. 
I'll have yeah, to check, it out. check it out. Our buddy uh, Justin Caroline, who we always do the for the Love of Fall episodes with, he yeah. also reached out about that. So yeah, but that's that kind of movie's right up his alley. Too, yeah, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, just going through the holiday stuff as well. Black Christmas, The Silent Night, Deadly Nights. Just been yes. having fun with all that. I did dive into Terror Train now that uh, Christmas has passed and New Year's is upon us. So, oh yeah, yeah. no, I still have to dig into that. I'm a, I'm gonna try the uh, new one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, more of a, a Halloween film, but uh, oh, is it? Yeah, because it takes place on Halloween rather than uh, New Year's. Oh, uh, and you know what's funny is I always kind of when I first got into Terror Train, I always confused it for a Halloween movie just simply because of the costumes yeah. and stuff. So it makes sense that they would make the. You know what remake, doesn't make uh, sense is why they're all fucking dressed up on New Year's Eve. I'm totally into it that? and I'm happy with it, but it's weird. But honestly, though, let's start that tradition. Uh, <laughs> What have you been buying or getting gifted around the season that's uh, horror-related? Oh, so I got... I finally... If you're a listener to this show, you know that I have an issue with the horror shorts. Yeah, it's not the uh, company's fault. Yeah. It's definitely the supplier's fault. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They're making you pay as much for the shorts as you pay for the sweatpants, probably, which is bullshit because you're getting 50% (laughs) of the material. But uh, anyways, I got the... uh, Every day is Halloween shorts from Cavity Colors, yeah. the matching shirt. I got these for Christmas. Uh, so that's essentially like a, a work uh, yeah. suit for me. Um, what else did I get? Dude, my, honestly, my kids got more horror shit than me. Uh, my yeah. youngest, Riker, got this fucking set of screen pajamas that I was like, wait a second. Why does he have that and not me? I saw you sent a video of him yeah. on the Oculus uh, oh, wearing right. those things. And I was like, dude, yeah. the pajamas. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome like, well, well i was trying to show you the oculus and you're just talking about these pajamas but yeah we were also so jamie and i have also been both are now the beneficiary of receiving a, a nice care package from uh the studio oh, that did uh both um smile as well as pearl so we each have a, a copy of the blu-ray for both of those films yep um and then we also received this really really nice care package from our friend zc Dude, um, Zach, yeah, the so best. Zach, thank you so much, man. He he sent us this beautiful package that was really thoughtful, a uh, really nice uh, handwritten note, and Pez dispensers for the kids, mm. a couple VHSs. Jamie and I had to like brawl in the kitchen over who was going to take what. So it really was. It was it was uh, a bigger like it was like a negotiation, yeah. and no one wanted to hurt anyone's <laughs> feelings. And our wives were sitting there watching us talk it all out, and it was like really weird. <laughs> But uh, he sent us uh, an original uh, Jaws special edition on VHS, an Escape from New York on VHS, some Jaws posters, some screen posters, um, some books for the kids, just all this really nice, kind, thoughtful stuff. Yeah, that was incredible, Zach. So thank you so much, man. We really appreciate that. John and I felt like we were 12 again, opening a Christmas present that we were forced to share and fight over, and it was great. So, also, uh, I got Night of the Comet on Blu-ray from you. Yes. So, thank you, man. Um, I think you lost a bet with me on a football game neither of us cared about. But Yeah, and you asked for a, a $27 Blu-ray, and I was like, you're going to get this $15 Blu-ray, yeah. and you're going to love it. That's what happened. Like, off. Uh, and then our other buddy, Zach, another Zach, bought me uh, the Arrow release of the film Deadly Games from, mm. I think, 82. So I've not seen it yet, but I can't wait to check it out. And I don't think I've seen this either. I Christmas know, movie, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, from 1982. Can't wait to check it out. And Maybe it's, it's not it's, a Christmas movie. I don't think it is, actually. I think there is a Deadly Games Christmas film. But not um, this one. But I don't think it's this Yeah, one. that's the one I watched on Joe Bob, I believe, where the kid's like a ah. ninja at the beginning. You know what I'm talking about? 
I've not seen that okay. either. So yeah. So the, whatever I get, it's going to be a surprise here. Yeah, so cool. we'll see. Um, but uh, what are you wearing, man? What am I wearing? Oh, I have the. Uh, what is this? It had a That's special name. Colors. It was one of those uh, seventy-two hour buy or die, die deals from uh, yeah. Cavity Colors. Yep. Yeah, I actually also have Cavity Colors on. Um, I talked about this uh, last time, but yours is the Jason from Part Four, I'd say, uh, slashing through a TV screen. Yeah, and there's like a VHS uh, tape. tape and, yeah. And, yeah, that shirt is. I love this awesome. It's, it's a, a Raglan. Yeah, quarter yep. length. Yep, three quarter. Uh, Raglan. So I've got on my um, cavity color shirt that is in the creep show font. I talked about oh, this yeah. last yep. episode. I finally have it, and it's on my body, and it fits great. And I absolutely love this shirt, and we love this brand as well. Oh yeah. So last thing, let's touch on family stuff, and then do a couple quick shout outs, then jump into our episode, man. Yeah. So I pretty much touched on it. My uh, kids got all this fucking horror shit for Christmas, and we got an Oculus. Got the kids an Oculus, and uh, we've all been playing Resident. Resident Evil 4 that came with it. Uh, it's just been a ton of fun. Uh, but the kids have just been um, playing with all their horror stuff. Like the the youngest, he just like, he got a Halloween 2018 mask. Because yeah. He got the Halloween Kills mask for his birthday, which is in November. And then yep. uh, we got him the 2018 for Christmas. So he was fucking pumped about that. But this mask... This one fits so fucking tight for some reason. Like, I swear really? to God, my eyelashes are, like, sticking out of the <laughs> eye holes. Uh, I just feel like a fat kid when I wear it. So, but yeah, I've been chasing them around with it. Like, they always want me to play. We talked about this before, the Shrek in the back. <laughs> Shrek in the back room. Yep. <laughs> they want me to play this constantly. And so, I just, like, I mix it up and I'll put these different masks on. And so, the, the youngest has that, like, wall of masks now that I was talking about. Uh, so like I'll switch it up. Like they'll run upstairs and I'll put the screen mask on and then they'll come back down and be like, Oh my God, dad's wearing the screen mask. And then they'll run upstairs. (laughs) Then they'll come back down and I'm wearing the 2018 mask. Oh my God, he's Michael Myers now. So we've just been having a lot of fun with the masks and till a dad calls you and is like, Hey, my kids said they're playing Shrek in the back room at your house. What the fuck's going on? I actually worry about, uh, cause we have like that big picture window in my living room. I worry (laughs) about like. Somebody driving by and seeing, like, fucking ghost face in there (laughs) chasing kids. Yeah. I mean, that's a real possibility. Then I come out today to take the trash out, and there's two cops on my street, like, parked, talking to each other. So I was like, ugh, maybe someone did call. Yep. Um, So I think the thing I wanted to mention was also related to your family. So your son, your youngest, uh, you were mentioning the masks. So we came over to your house, I think day or two after Christmas and I uh, got a nice long visit and I brought my kids over and <laughs> I was like getting ready to leave and I had my girls kind of packed up and your son came running up to me and he was wearing a Jason Voorhees mask and he was like <laughs> yeah I didn't show you my mask and then he was also holding a controller for um Zelda uh that I think you know your your wife who's my sister bought him uh for the Nintendo Switch and like Zelda and horror movies are two of my favorite things on earth yep. So he was like trying to bait me into staying longer and I was just like sitting there talking to him about it. And we had a really nice long discussion about uh, masks and uh, I tried to steal the Zelda sword, but uh, he wasn't giving it up. So I think I got to buy my own so he can uh, use it when he comes here. Oh, is that like sword controller? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which probably works like the power glove where like it doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh, dude, the Power Glove, <laughs> best commercial ever, and the yeah, biggest letdown for the worst you item. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right, man. So, a couple quick plugs. So, for those that are newer to the show, if you do enjoy the content, we have a Patreon that you can subscribe to. So, we do have a five dollar tier and a ten dollar tier. There, at the five dollar tier, you get access to a couple bonus episodes every month. We watch a movie we've never seen before and talk about it. Patrons vote on it, and we also do a watch through of a a film that we've uh, probably seen before, and we're typically joined by a patron for that watch through, which is super fun. At the ten dollars tier, uh, you get those items as well as an additional bonus episode and some other perks. We do videos and interviews with our kids and stuff, and it's a ton of fun. Yeah. So, and at the ten dollars tier, you can be one of those patrons that does the watch through with us. Yeah. So head over to Patreon.com/slash/HorrorDads if you're interested and uh, check it out. Yeah, we also have a Discord channel that all the patrons can come and uh, we have like a horror fellowship on there. It's yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of good is. discussions. So, ton of fun. Um, we would love to have you. We also do have some merch available on our web store. So at horrordads.com. Uh, this is not a print to order thing. We do have inventory that we carry and we pack and we ship out with uh, love and care. Love and care. Our kids are involved in the process and you'll get hand drawn uh, goodies, which is uh, super fun. So, uh, please consider that if you like the show. And then also, uh, an online review goes a super long way for us. Oh, yeah. So if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, pretty much every platform has the capability to leave a review. So uh, we encourage you to do so. Um, five stars goes a super long way in helping others find the show. Yeah. And if, uh, if this is your first listen or second listen, we have an entire catalog full of horror-centric uh, discussions that I think you guys will dig. For sure. So the last thing I'm going to mention here is a quick um, promo that we're um, fortunate enough to run about uh, a movie that might or might not come up on our list here today. So Bring Home Smile on 4K UHD disc today. Sozie Bacon stars in the terrifying horror movie, which critics are calling haunting and scary as hell. Face your fears with over an hour of heart-pounding bonus content, including Laura Hasn't Slept, the nail-biting original short film that started it all plus deleted scenes and more. Available on 4K and Blu-ray, rated R from Paramount Pictures. With that being said, Jamie, I think we should uh, wrap this year up with a bow. What do you think, man? Let's do it. Let's get at it. All right, so do we want to... 2022! <laughs> do a countdown and party. So uh, I, I feel like I need one of those, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those, like... Uh, kazoo blowhorn things, things that, yeah it like rolls out yeah and spit always flies out yes, at the end of yeah. yeah the person standing next to you is glaring <laughs> at you yeah so let's volley back and forth man i think we kind of mentioned that we're not doing this in any specific kind of order but um i think there's a little bit of methodology behind uh especially the stuff that's maybe lower on the list and higher on the list and then some of the stuff in the middle is a little yeah. bit um more ambiguous but uh let's maybe each like nominate a film and like whoever sponsors it can give a rundown, then we'll sure. talk collectively about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, does that sound good? Yeah, you want to go first? I will start. First? I'll start with Terrifier Two. Oh, okay. So, did you figure out what you're dressing up as tomorrow? He wants to dress up as a real guy who murdered nine people last year. Oh, you're not doing that. That's just a costume. You think that guy's still out there? What's up with you and this clown all of a sudden? You're like obsessed. They never found his body. What if he decides to come back here? 
All right, so this is a movie that uh, I I never would have thought would be on my fucking list. Yeah. Uh, and even if this if this was our own solo list, it would have barely made it. I don't know if it would have. Um, might have been like top fifteen. Uh, strictly because it's not even because I loved the movie. Uh, because I think it's a hard movie to love. I know that there's people that do, obviously. Yeah, uh, we're not hating on that. Just for no. us, it's not our thing. Uh, but compared to the first one and All Hallows' Eve, I liked this so much fucking more. Yeah. I uh, just felt like it was a more ro- well-rounded movie. I felt like uh, Damien Leone just fucking killed it on this one. Um, yeah, I, I agree. It, the gore was like... it. it it's like amazing slash there's scenes where it's just like laughable over the top, yeah. not in a bad way. Uh, just like they clearly intended it to look that way. Right. Like there's, there was a one time where the body gets cut in half and it's like clearly like a perfectly like yeah. cylindrical fucking thing. Like <laughs> no human body looks like that. Uh, but the gore was so fucking well done. Uh, genuinely scary at parts, you know, uh, and art is just like, He's a new, like, horror icon. You know, love it or hate it, you can fight it all you want, but it is what it is. Uh, I thought the movie was, uh, we had a final girl in this one, which I like. Um, and the kills were just fucking spectacular. What, what can I say? Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. Um, so, as you mentioned, this was directed by Damien Leone and starring Catherine Corcoran, Lauren Lavera, and David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown. But, uh, so this is... I know it's Terrifier 2, but this is the third installment for those that might be unfamiliar. Um, most of you probably are not at this point, but All Hallows Eve was the uh, anthology franchise or anthology film that kind of kicked the franchise off. And then uh, Art the Clown was so well received there that he got his own feature film and then on to Fer- Terrifier 2. But this movie was $250,000. Um, it was a budget to make. And I think. To- Do we know what it grossed? Uh, I checked this morning and it, it was $12.1 Fucking amazing, so, man. That's insane. Now, I'm um, sure a lot of that was pushed by the narrative that people were fucking puking and passing out and that's I mean shit in their pants. What Hitchcock, you know, yeah. did for Psycho. Yeah. No, I mean it you fucking know. works. Um, I think it, it worked a ton. When you have housewives talking about this movie that yeah. would have never fucking talked about it, you know. That's like, free press. Exactly. And they're all talking most people are talking about it in terms of like, please don't let your kids see that and the the number one thing that happens. Your neighbor, right? How old was he? Ten. Yeah, this kid, ten. Yeah. Um, and he was like, he saw Terrifier, and I was like, you saw Terrifier too, this ten-year-old kid, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I saw it, and I was like, are you in? Like, what? How do you feel? Are you okay? Like, <laughs> do you need therapy? <laughs> yeah, but I, I do think that's exactly it, man. Like the, the craze, the phenomenon. Um, I think it's based in, uh, a lot of cultural misunderstanding of the genre. Yeah. Uh, but. Straight up, like, this movie is insanely gory. It's insanely um, gross. Like, there's just stuff, in, like, visually and uh, conceptually, like, there's just a lot of stuff in here that is hard to stomach. And the shock value is part of what I think yeah. you know, makes the And it's, it's relentless. It's so relentless. I feel like the entire time you watch it, it's like you're sitting in a room where, like, somebody just took a shit. <laughs> Like that look on your face, it's like you're uncomfortable. It's like you smell it, like you're, you're wincing the entire time. And your friend next to you, you know, is like, yeah, you're well, trying to light know. a candle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but dude, I was against this film initially 
My mind we, opened we up. Both, we both were. I think you saw it first, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. You, I, like, spent money on this? I, I yes, I, I got the uh, streaming yeah, we app did the free. To, to do it. Yeah. <laughs> we both did the free trial and cancel yeah. right away. Uh, but our buddy Zach, you know, ZC kind of had some positive things to say about it. Our buddy Chris Zank had some stuff to say about it. Our buddy Gavin, uh, you know. Well, on the Discord Mike channel, Nelson. everybody was pretty much raving about it. I remember when we got out of Halloween ends, someone said, I had said that I just got out of Halloween ends, and then someone else had said that they just got out of Terrifier 2, and someone chimed in and said, well, you saw the better movie. <laughs> uh, so that like kind of prompted me to go watch it. Yeah. I mean, so the, the positives on this film, I think the Halloween vibe... Is super palpable in this. It's very rude in the holiday. Um, for sure. Came yep. out like perfect time of year for us. So this is going to be one of those things where it's uh, environment is going to impact it and the way we consumed it, the way we interpreted it, you know, I think is going to be influenced by when it was released. So I thought the strategy on it was great. The marketing Definitely. was great. It's just a better movie. And in terms of it being a film, like it's just a way better film. Yep. The acting's better. It's more thoughtful. It's the storytelling's better. Like it's just, it is a better film. For sure. Um, and I love, uh, the scene in the costume store, um, you know, when art's standing behind her, when she's like at the mm. checkout counter and that yeah. the clerk is like mean mug and art and they have their kind of like interaction. I thought that whole sequence was great. Um, you know, then you have the most intense of the sequences, which is the, the bedroom the scene, bedroom, which yeah. we're going to not try not to spoil anything in this in film. The, but in the laundromat scene is fucking great. The in the, in the his companion, the the little girl, like oh, the imagine girl. Yeah, yeah. being asleep and waking up to that guy basically naked playing patty cake. Like that's With scary himself. as hell. Yeah. So uh I think though to your point that this is the kind of the new the new franchise, right? The new Freddy villain, the new Love it or hate it. Yeah. yeah. I Which think, I, I was fighting. Honestly, I was fighting. Yeah. People would say that and be like, fuck off. But Art the Clown is not the... And now it's like, when I finish Terrifier 2, I was like, parents when yes. we say that. It, we right? are. Yeah. yeah. I think we are. Yeah. I totally think we are. I came around with this one. Yeah. And I'm not I, saying I, I love it. I'm just saying I came around. And I think that... I get it now. I paused a moment and thought, like, I'm being my dad right now. Yeah. Trash, trash in this movie that I haven't even seen yet. Um, and not giving it the time sure. of day. So I think pausing and taking it for what it is, uh, this movie definitely is not for everyone. So we can't give a blind blanket endorsement of this to all of our listeners. No, no, but, no. Um, uh, but I would recommend checking it out. Honestly, uh, we just kind of, we didn't give the best ring endorsement for uh, the first one. Um, you could skip All Hallows Eve, in my opinion, but if you're going to watch this one, I would recommend watching the first one first. So that you would appreciate this one more. Yeah, and know as you go through that evolution that it is an evolution and it transforms it into better. a better film. Yeah, but I feel like to truly appreciate this one, you need to watch what was the first one. Right? Yeah, I agree. And you, not only are you watching the evolution of Arthur Clown, you're watching the evolution of Damien Leone as a filmmaker. And yeah. I feel like that's important. Yeah, and David Howard Thornton, we've got nothing but positive Dude, stuff. He's to say great in all his, of them. I yeah, mean, yeah. His delivery and performance is so so good. So good. So good. All right, man. All right, let's move it on. Yeah, let me, uh, let me nominate our next one here. Okay. We're going to stay in the same year, obviously. All these films are <laughs> I would, I would hope so, John. <laughs> uh, but this one, you know, a lot of the films on this list, we did a most anticipated of 2022 at the end of last year on our Patreon, I think. 
And we um, did. Yeah. A lot of the films we talk about on here were on that list. And there are a handful, handful that weren't that kind of came as surprises. And this is definitely one of them. Uh, so this is the film Deadstream. This is Sean Ruddy coming to you live from Death Manor. For seven years now, you have watched me face my fears for your entertainment. There is one fear that I haven't yet faced. I will be spending one night alone in a haunted house. So this was yeah. directed by the um, husband and wife couple, Joseph and Vanessa Winter. And uh, it stars Joseph. He's the, the lead character. A couple other folks in the movie as well. Um, but most of it is Joseph uh, doing kind of a you know, hand camera, kind of social media, uh, relevant to, the, to today's kind of media consumption. Yeah, it's standard. like a YouTuber, like an influencer, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, YouTuber, influencer thing. So uh, he's, he's like a kind of a disgraced internet personality, and he's trying to win back his followers, I think. Big time. But we never, we don't know what he did. He, so he alludes to the fact, I think he said something either, it was either something sexist or racist, racist. something insensitive. I'm assuming, and, yeah. Um, but he's trying to win back his followers by live streaming being alone in a haunted house and he uh pretty much pisses off a spirit he's got his like it's like a twister <laughs> twister uh uh like board that has an arrow on it that he flicks and then it like lands a wheel on of a doom thing. or something yeah <laughs> dude it's so ridiculous um but his comeback event kind of becomes a fight for his his life and yeah i, I think i like this movie so much because it reminded me a lot of evil dead and Evil Dead Certainly. is so rooted in, literally in that film at, at points, like, it's Ash against him himself, right? Like, and it's the fight for um, finding out what you as the individual need to do. And, he, like, the parallel to this film, I feel like he's literally trying to do that by trying to win back his followers. And he continues to, you know, he's not supposed to swear because of his uh, right. um, past transgressions. Well, and he's got these advertisers that said, like, you, you've got a three-strike rule. If you swear more than three times, we're going to pull our funding or whatever. Oh, that's right, yeah. So every time he'd be like, shit, oh, that one didn't count because I didn't finish the T on the shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so it's just time and time after that of, like, him not being able to get out of his own way. And you can see how he is the personality that was like, you probably said something really fucking stupid and really some, something really insensitive. We see those personalities all the time. And uh, so he's trying to, like, make amends to that to, like, salvage his... Uh, you know, his career and his, his personality. Yeah. I mean, I assume this is how he makes his living. So like, yeah, you better, you better repent. Exactly. Yeah. But so it's that found footage type. Um, and I feel, or I guess not as much found footage as, you know, hand camera sort of thing. Cause it's sort of a live, um, in the moment kind of streaming yeah. broadcast sort of thing. I mean, it feels like a live stream. Yeah. And I think the, that, Subgenre of horror um, has kind of peaked. So now, in my mind, something's got to be very compelling to yeah to to catch someone to catch attention and to like make a wave in the genre. It's, sure, you know, there's a lot of that because they're somewhat inexpensive to make. Um, and I think this one did it successfully, man. Like the evil deadness to it, I think is is really exciting and fun. I think uh, there are actually some scary moments. I think the uh the mocking tone and the intelligence and the fun lovingness to it and the humor to it kind of keep it grounded in reality and then that coupled by like 
the awesome, awesome practical effects. Like there's some really, really gross stuff in this movie. Uh, and I think they go all in on that, which is a lot of fun. And, you know, I was really, really pleased with how uh, this movie kind of caught me by surprise. Yeah, the effects made it. Uh, when this first started, I kind of rolled my eyes. And uh, yeah, I wasn't really into it for the first like 25 minutes. I thought he was a little bit overbearing, which he's supposed to be. You know, he's supposed yeah. to be a fucking annoying YouTuber. Uh, not that all YouTubers are annoying. No, nah, don't want to piss anybody off. But uh, but that he's like pl- he's leaning into that like yes. overbearing like please love me like I'm begging for your affection kind exactly. of thing yeah yeah and uh, then once like the female companion comes in that <laughs> like no. really started to turn it for me and then like there's some like, there's at least one really scary moment involving her uh, but yeah I mean you get sc- they the scares start to get a little goofier a la Eva De- Evil Dead like you yeah. mentioned. Uh, but there's a couple really like genuinely scary moments there at the beginning of like their relationship. Yeah. Um, and then by the end, you're just like all in. Fucking, it was a blast. It was a hell of a ride to watch. So yeah. And the scene in the car. Um. Yeah, the car. Yeah. <laughs> I I lo- that scene for me, uh, was so much fun and so well done and just really enjoyable. So I like watching him come to terms too with like I know I kind of suck, you yeah. know, but yeah. Uh, this would not have been on my top ten, but. I'm glad that we're talking about it. And yeah. I, I liked it nonetheless. It's not that I didn't like it. Yeah. So really into this one. So um, Joseph and Vanessa did an amazing job with, a, I think, a, what appears to be a small budget. Has to be a low budget. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. I think they killed it. So great stuff. I recommend this one. I think it's on Shudder. Yeah. I think it's a Shudder uh, exclusive, if, if I'm not mistaken. And if you get in there and you're like, oh, this isn't for me. I hate shit like this. Like, give it 20, yeah, just 25 minutes. Stick with it. Yep. yep. All right, man, that's our number nine, so let's head to eight. Yeah. All right, let's just get this fucking one out of the way. (laughs) Halloween ends. Just get this one fucking out of the way. All right, so... I I think it's fair to say you like this one more than me. Um, I've watched this probably three times now. I think I've come around a little bit. Uh, I get what they were doing. I I get the whole fucking thing. I just I went in with expectations that weren't met. Uh, that's my fault. That's not their fault. Yeah. Um, that's on me. That's on me. Yeah, this is all about you. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it, it like I've I've tried to like come around and uh, I. I've been able to enjoy it more, I think. Uh, but still, like, this is one of those things where, like, years from now, maybe I'll settle in. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know either. Um, so this is the, the final installment of that. Don't, don't you feel like a pretentious dickhead when you, like... Yeah. Like, and I don't want to be... I don't want to be that. It's just, like, this was not what I was expecting. This was not, like... Uh, it's a fine movie by itself. It, it's it's a it's our a buddy story. It's fine. Dave Weir is the one that said if it if it was a movie called Corey's Revenge, we would all be revering it as the best movie of the year. <laughs> That's what he he texted me, said right? Or, yeah. or sent us a message on. Uh, but yeah, so this was the final installment directed by David Gordon Green. So it's got you know Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Andy Madchak's back from from the original. Yes. Um, I w- felt so stupid when my wife was like, you know, she's a Real Housewife, and I was like, no, she's not. She is. She actually is. I, I did not know yeah. this. Well, see, now you learned something. Oh, my God. But so, yeah, this is the wrap-up to the 
the the trilogy here so this is like the showdown it was kind of marketed as such and we all kind of felt like there was going to be this sort of epic battle you're going to watch harry potter and voldemort like yeah come down and tyson and holyfield and to be fair there is a moment in this movie like where they yeah there is they have their minute you, you know you, to do that you get your 45 seconds <laughs> so but it it's definitely a departure from the other films um I did enjoy the Corey character. I like the lead in, the setup. Yeah, uh, I, he's a good actor. He the trauma he at the beginning. Well. Yeah, yeah, dude, I thought like I liked the presence of his character too. Yeah. and I thought this movie was really good on in its own right. It's just sure. like where they put it in the franchise is my problem. Yeah, uh, I thought it was very strange that they decided weird. to end things with this. It's a weird place for that. Yeah. Lori Lori Strode, I love her in this. Yeah, when she burns a pie. That's Damn it! My Fuck! stepmom. That is one hundred percent my stepmom. <laughs> you and I were like cackling yeah. in the theater. Um, but I do think the most standout thing about this movie for me was the score. I thought it was like exceptional. They so fucking good. The score is one of the best, and it's one of those deals where it's like, how can you make? That's like saying I'm going to build a better Great Pyramid, and it's like, yeah, already been yeah. done. Fuck off. Yeah. You're not going to build a better Great in it. I don't know how they leveled up, but I feel like they did. Like, I know. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, the production of the whole the whole score, I thought, was excellent and really kind of carried a lot of the film. And the score for this uh, 2018 trilogy, as I'll call it, I don't I don't remember what the actual term is. Uh, it like gets better and better. 2018 was an amazing score. Halloween Kills, one of the best scores, and then this one yeah. even better. Yeah, it it is. It's crazy, and it's like all right. There's this. Legit, like the riff is like four notes on a piano. It's like how right. how how, how do, you do, do you make that better? It's all that like backing um, shit. Though. Yeah, Audible. yeah, so much substance. Yeah. But uh, I thought that was excellent. I, I think it looks really nice. The photography's yeah, great. It's excellent. Yeah. Looks um, fucking great. And I appreciate what they did. It just it was strange that this was where they decided to insert this movie. Very strange, and that's my only hiccup. Yeah, it's like just come to terms with it. It's like I want to shake myself, like. Get over it, you fucker, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, you see all the people drawing the parallels, like, oh, Halloween 3 had the the blue font in the intro. This one does. Like, this is the pattern interrupt of the franchise, so, like, yeah. people are going to feel the same way about this movie the way they do about Halloween 3. And maybe we Okay, will, that's you know? fine, but you don't do that at the end of a fucking trilogy. <laughs> Fuck off with that. I get it. And I love it. I, it's fine. You all right, man? No, I need therapy. <laughs> Yeah. God damn it. You gotta go lay on the uh, James Jude Courtney's couch. He's gonna he's gonna talk you through this. Oh shit. Okay. So that was what? Our number eight, right? Yeah. All right, let's head to seven. Do it. All right, so also obviously from twenty twenty two, we're gonna go with the film Fresh. The women in our parents' generation, they just they were more into femininity. You know what I mean? Because mm. I think you would just look great in a dress. You but I mean, it? if you were pretty much done, actually, thank you. If it's cool, I'm just gonna snag these leftovers. I don't know how you do it, Molly. Do what? Dating people. No, no. You do not need a man, okay? So don't play the games. Just be you, straight out the gate. Do you live around here? So this was directed by Mimi Cave, starring Daisy Edgar Jones, Sebastian Stan, and JoJo Guilds. And this is about. Um, a film that follows the character of Noah and uh, she meets this alluring kind of handsome, nice affable sort of every man kind of dude in the grocery store. Right. Like charming is all. Yeah, fuck. dude. Like, I mean, come on. Nobody's, was, nobody's that charming. You should be, you should be skeptical from that. 
if I'm at uh, the corner of the bar waiting for my pizza and that guy's sitting there, like we probably talk about baseball for 20 minutes. Yeah. I go home. I tell my wife, oh, I met a super nice dude, right? Like just standard, like dude, right. like a nice, nice, nice looking dude. Um, so Steve is his name. And uh, she's like really kind of expressed her frustration on like trying to meet men on the different dating apps. And I was like, yeah, I'm not in this shit. Um, so she takes a chance, gives him her number, and then our story kinds of uh, kind of unfolds, right? So very similar to the introduction of Tusk, you know, she comes into an environment, she's like, oh, this is really <laughs> nice, um, and then feels she's, you know, we're, we're going to try and spoiler-free this, but um, we can't spoiler-free this component of the story. So um, she becomes uh, captive, you know, from mm-hmm. Steve, and the whole, you know, the crux of the film is about her uh, managing you know that that situation so the double switch i think it's really it's it's great they kind of houdini you um they lure you in but to your point like you should be skeptical kind of coming in uh, i thought this was pretty creative and funny i thought it was also pretty scary at moments pretty well thought out i thought the acting is what took the cake on this um storytelling was good uh photography was good but like the acting i think the characters like really fucking killed it in this movie and i think they they carried the torch um and movies like this typically like aren't my thing like being captive um can't can't, like all like all the if you were to say like hey these six checkbox attributes are in a film i'd be like that's probably not my thing but this movie is still like funny enough and has like a point enough and is grounded enough in reality for me to kind of be like you know what i you know i'm I'm still having enough fun with this and i like it and there's a point to it and there's character arcs and there's growth um yeah the characters are all pretty likable yeah, even even yeah. Steve, uh, everyone. I yeah. feel like the like there's so much purpose to everyone's story, and the pacing is really well done. Like the way that it unfolds is perfect. Yeah, uh, and this was just one of those movies that's unexpected as fuck. Like you said, like totally. I by put surprise. it on just totally on a whim, and I was like enthralled from the beginning. Right, like we've been talking about Halloween ends for like three years. Right. Yes. Where this, it, you texted me one night. You're like. Saw a movie called Fresh. The cover has a hand in a saran wrap. You should check it out. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. And I was like, I'll give it a day or two. And like maybe a week later, I was like, God damn, you were right, man. This movie was really good. Yeah, really good. And this is one that like everybody would like. Like my wife, like, you know, like everyone will like this movie because it's it's a horror movie, but it's also got, you know, thriller elements. Um, It's like that movie or that show you it's like you it, elements of that type of shit and if you were to look at the script like th- it's one of those things where it's like oh my god this movie's gonna be fucking disgusting yeah i feel like i wouldn't like it if i saw like the but given what how they deliver it like it's very it's very tasteful you know what i mean this is a good one yeah i really this was one of the surprises of the year for me yeah um and i think to your point if i read the description the synopsis this isn't for me. I'm I'm out. Yeah, it's like oh, the human antipede. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, like I'm not. <laughs> get get me away. But dude, really good. The, I, again, the way that the story kind of unfolds and you learn more and more here and there, so good. And that guy, that fucking guy, is a great actor. They're both great. I think they yeah. kill it in this man. Man, great chemistry, uh, all in and the other. Like, there's parts where it's like I'll eat that fucking. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> And I think I, I might be crossing movies a little bit, but the setting, like the house is in a somewhat yeah, the like house. rural. Wooded, yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah. 
Get me in that dude. That house. Yeah. Don't don't, don't get me in the basement. Get me in that basement. Yeah. You know? No. Don't don't do that. <laughs> um. Actually, I had lunch with our buddy Joe Marino today. Yeah. And he was like, "Hey, are you guys going to do an episode on horror basements?" Mm. And as soon as he said that, I put it on our our shared note. Yeah. And then I was also like, "Basement from Fresh." Like, yeah. One hundred percent. Keep me out of there. And Poughkeepsie tapes. Fuck that. Oh, dude. Uh, that's a, actually a great episode idea. But yeah, again, if you have been hesitant on this movie and haven't watched it yet, highly recommend you uh, just push play. Fresh and uh, Mimi Cave. I, I can't remember. I don't know if she had has done a ton. I, th- I feel like this is somewhat. So she's been in, I think, non-horror stuff. So my wife knew her from other things that I did not know. Which makes sense because yeah. the the... Dare I say appetite? appetite. Ooh. Um, but I do think like the perspective from which this is told, it feels like so many crossed influences. It's like, is this a CW show that is yeah. R-rated? Like what the fuck no, is exactly. going on? Yeah. yeah. Very approachable. The tone of it. Yeah. It's the tone, but makes it so approachable. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh I think we've nerded off on this enough. We have we have. I you think we're done on? here. <laughs> yeah. It's getting stale now. Yeah. Oh, good one. I know. Don't. Yeah, it was good. All right. So we're going to go to number whatever the fuck this is. And uh, I'm going to go with, I'm just going to pick from a hat here. Watcher from 2022. She too? I, uh. You don't speak Romanian. You don't like? No, it's lovely. <laughs> There's this guy that lives across the street, and he's always looking over here. Looking over here, how? Every time I look over there, he's just staring right at me. Hello, darling. Any reason in particular? You should- All right, so, dude, another surprise of the year for me. I know, man. So, actually, this is. To be honest, this wasn't a huge surprise because I love Micah Monroe. Uh, I love apartment horror, as as we've discussed. <laughs> yeah, uh, like the classic genre. I think nature we, and the yeah, yeah, and the um, what's the term I'm looking for? Voyeuristic. Voyeurism. Uh, yeah. yeah, this just kind of hits all those notes. Um, you have a kind of a fish out of water story. Uh, she travels to I think it's Romania. Yeah. It's a uh, capital of Romania. Yeah. I think the town's called Buca, uh, Bucharest. Bucharest. Yeah. So she drives, she goes to Romania with her uh, husband who is now there for work. I think he's in marketing. Um, he gets a promotion. Uh, they need representation in Bucharest. So him and his wife move out there. He's from there. So it, it's not, he's in familiar territory. Um, yeah. He speaks a language. She does not. Uh, so she, he works like 12 hour days. She's stuck in this apartment by herself. She gets out, but again, she can't communicate with anybody. She's exploring this world and she's just kind of like out of sorts. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of seeing, I don't know the time frame, but I'm assuming this takes place within like a week. So we're seeing her just like yeah. trying to adapt to this new situation that sucks uh, for her kind of like, it could be great, but it just kind of sucks for her. She's lonely. Um, and she sees this guy. Um, you know, like she's got this apartment built, her apartment has, they have this huge window and you can see the apartment across the way also has windows. And then she keeps seeing this guy like 
silhouette of a guy kind of staring what seems like right into her window. Um, there's no way to really verify that, but uh, she is convinced that this guy's just watching her, and we learn more, more and more that he is. And uh, the story unfolds, and dude, again, the pacing of this one is so good. Uh, it's really, like, I wouldn't say necessarily scary, but the thought of somebody watching you is scary enough, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's very, I feel like very unbalanced. Um, and it feels, you know, watching this film. So uh, Chloe Okuno directed this. <laughs> yeah. So this is, I think this was her first, I think she did a segment in VHS 94. Um, oh. But this was in a couple shorts, but I think this was her fir- first like feature length film. And it feels so not because of the directorial it's, it's intentional not so it's not yeah, unintentional it's not but a, i feel like it intentionally feels very unbalanced because you are much like mike monroe's character you're in her shoe you're in her shoes and you're like is she is she crazy like what yeah am i seeing something different is than he looking seeing? at me you feel that so much and yeah. it's compounded and so it like it's pounded into you because she's in this foreign place her husband has these shitty friends that come over for dinner and they're making jokes in a language she doesn't understand, right? So it's like, yeah, is she just feeling neurotic and unsettled and insecure because of where she is? Or you like, can't help but feel for her, dude. So that whole like the setting is everything it's in like this. This husband's a prick. Yeah, like honestly, this husband. The whole time I was like, fuck this guy. Like you could do so much better. Um, Shitty goatee. Yeah, uh, but I I do think too that the. Um, the environment, it being like winter, I don't, I don't know the climate. Maybe it's always winter in Romania. It's a stupid thing to say, but uh, I think the time in which this is made and the climate, like Jesus Christ, you feel like very uh, insular, right? And yeah. very, uh, it's it's winter time, and she stumbles across a crime scene too, and like the whole setup. Oh yeah, and the, vibe. the spider kill scene, oh, which dude. gives you vibes of um, uh, what's the movie I'm thinking of. What's what's the movie from the sixties? Rowan Plansky. Oh, Rosemary's Baby. Yes. Yeah. It gives yeah. you vibes of that because they walk up on yeah. the fucking yep. dead body. Yeah. Dude, I, I never even took that parallel. Yeah, but you're one hundred percent right. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. You just changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, this whole vibe, to your point about the voyeurism and apartment horror, like this prompted a whole episode for us to make on Patreon about voyeurism, right? Yeah. We talked about Rear Window, about Disturbia, um, about uh, I think Rosemary's Baby. You know, even movies like Fright Night. Think of Brewster looking at his window. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at the neighbor with uh, Jer- with Dandridge, like pulling the blind down with his pinky. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that fucking nail. <laughs> Ooh. But it 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 does. It's it's so well set and nestled, and the pacing and the characters too, man. Like the mm. the friends she makes, the neighbor. Yeah. She's and like great. The, the setting itself is its own character. Like the when they, she goes down the steps into uh, the museum, yeah, 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 which is like a, a dance, like a strip club type of thing, with the blue lights. Yeah, yeah, and that's that is basically one of those places. By the way, from that the show Dahmer, where he's always going, like taking mm. his prey. Get, uh, that's yeah. how that place felt. Ugh. But I I think the grocery store as well. Dude, that is probably my favorite scene in the film. Also, we love grocery store horror. Get me fucking we in. Love it. Apartment <laughs> horror and grocery horror. The horror dance genres. Um, but uh, the, that's any grocery store USA, by the way. The way that they, that's like yeah. set up. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Even though this is 
Romania. Romania. Yeah. yeah. Where it's always winter. Um, but the <laughs> the boyfriend too, the drug dealer dude who's like pounding on the door. Yeah, yeah. And how I love that guy. He's like a dude that you look at, you're like, fuck that guy's bad. That news. guy's in the the Romanian mafia for sure. But then she's like, Hey, I'm having a problem with some dude across and he's like, All right, cool. And he goes and he's pounding on the door for her. <laughs> um yeah. which I think did more harm than good. Yeah. Honestly. Well, it baited him out. Either way. Yeah, it baited him out all right. Culmination at the end, though, with the phone ringing, like, we don't want to do any spoilers, but, like... Dude, no, that ending. Tension. Dude. This movie is... So good. A masterpiece. Love this movie. Um, If I had to pick a number one of the year, this would probably be one of the two Damn close. I would have to Damn close, yep. Yeah. Love, love, love this movie. And it's buddy, on Shudder. You guys have to watch it. Uh, Michael Siri, you know, he... He loves this it. Is, he, I think he said, like, he went a week where he just watched it every day. I was talking to him today, and I was, like, yeah. taking notes for Watcher. He's like, I watched it again this morning. That's what yeah. he told me. <laughs> So. It's a great one, a great vibe. Yeah, good one. Oh, great nomination there, James. All right, let me. And this one would have absolutely been on my, like you said, top five. Oh, yeah, top, uh, top two conversation. Yep. All right, another great of the film. I think we're we're getting to the. But we're to the. This is on everybody's list. Yeah, here. we're yeah. getting to the the A territory. Yep. Um All right, I'm going to go with uh, 2022's. Uh, <laughs> We don't have to say it anymore. <laughs> I wrote it in the corner of each one. <laughs> Look, oh it says 20. Oh, no, on that one. But, just like uh, habitual note taking. Yeah. yeah. That's my formula. I've got a weird brain. Uh, so Jordan Peele's Nope. Did you know that the very first assembly of photographs to create a motion picture was a two second clip of a black man on a horse? And that man is my great, great grandfather. Great. There's another great grandfather. But that's why back at the Haywood Ranch as the only black-owned horse trainer. So this is starring Daniel Kaluuya, who was the star from from Get Out and some other great films. Um, Stephen Yoon in this as well. And this is about the residents of this lonely gulch in kind of inland sort of California kind of area. Your Uh, favorite type uh, of setting. A horse farm. I so I thought so as this movie's unfolding, and Jamie's making a joke here because he and I are we're Midwest dudes, right? And we love uh films that take place in the suburbs. So like you give us Monster Squad, Fright Night, um, Disturbia, movies like that, that's like very relatable for us. Um but our buddy, you know, Adrian Chilp was probably watching this, like, fuck yeah, this is like Coachella Valley, basically. Yeah. Uh and you know, I love this. So uh th- that's the setting though. It's this very like uh california farm desert kind of land uh in california and they witness this kind of very ambiguous and unknown discovery and after watching the entire film i still am not entirely certain everything that i had seen and interpreted so i've only watched it the one time but um i didn't expect this movie to feel this big i knew this movie had a ton of hype but while I was watching it, I was like, this is a Jurassic Park caliber kind of film. Yeah. Jaws. Like, big, dude. Jaws. Yeah. Like an epic, right? Like a yeah. Moby Dick kind of thing. And it had that feel, but it also had, I think, the humor and the characters brought you down to earth with a monster squad, with a Fright Night, with a all of those kinds of movies we were just talking about. Yeah, the, the buddy. Yeah, yeah. The, the comfort in the characters and even the fucking... The dude that works at, at such the, a good character yeah. at, at the electronic store, like you just love that dude. Yeah, he's a 
he's a dude from X-Files. You know what I mean? Like when he's, he's a, unloading the truck and he's talking about his uh, ex-girlfriend and they're like, oh, oh my dude. God. Yeah. Love that so much. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but yeah, so I think it's, it's supported by those, those kind of feel good family oriented vibes of like Goonies and Lost Boys and things like that. Um, and I love the family esqueness to it, but, uh, I thought this movie felt big. Um, played kind of small inside your hearts. The characters were amazing. It was super funny, super dry, super scary at times. The the blood raining down on the house uh, scene. Yeah, when they're all one dude, of the best. So scenes, yeah. good, and I didn't expect it based off of how it un- started to unfold that it was going to have moments that were that kind of scary. And it was so great to feel your blood run cold a couple times throughout the uh, throughout the way it unfolded. But uh, yeah. Great use of tension inside the aerial being, the fucking... Dude, that's one of the uh, most terrifying scenes that I can even imagine. That's inside... I'm assuming it's like his intestines or like... One of the clowns' bellies of uh, killer clowns. Like, that's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, dude, five out of five. Um, Love, 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 love this movie. Yeah, so the first time I saw this, I was like, eh, you know... Um, I think, I think my issue was like the last, uh, the last three quarters act. of the movie. Yeah. I, I was kind of disappointed and I've heard this echoed through other people. I was disappointed a little bit with the alien design. Uh, just sort of the whole thing. And once I read more into it and they designed it kind of like after jellyfish and, uh, they got, show a lot in this movie. Yeah. For how much you still unknow at the end, they show a ton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was just a little bit like, I think the reveal just kind of didn't do it for me. Uh, so I was like a little bit let down. I liked, I loved the characters. I loved the story. I loved the way it unfolded. And then I just was kind of a little bit let down with the payoff. Uh, but when I went back, watched it again, loved it. Like it, it honestly, the second watch changed it for me. I fucking love it now. I went from Matt to, you know. Five out of five, like you said. So this is 100% in my top five for the year. Um, Jordan Peele just can do no wrong, in my opinion. So there yeah. we are. It's crazy how much, you know, we've, we've talked about And there's about so this. much subtext, you know, and stuff going on uh, with the, the, you can look in the, just all the fucking symbolism and Jordan Peele's a genius, really. Yeah. When you start to fucking peel it all apart. Um, the Gordy shit. That's some of the scariest stuff. The, the monkey the, the scene, yeah. dude. Dude. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The subtext, like, his emotional intelligence as a filmmaker is unbelievable, and he has a, a the propensity and ability to just make you feel so many different things while you're watching uh, his movies, which, when I say... You could do a thesis on this movie. You, know? you could. Yeah. And that, that's why I say, like, movies like Jurassic Park and Jaws, which are perfect films, those are the films that so critically and so um harmoniously balance things like humor like fear like character growth like personal relationships and all of those different dynamics and and it's it's so well done in this movie i I think he he has shown so many prominent perfected glimmers of that through his other films but i think this is the first one that i've seen of his where he really ties it all together and does it in such a uh, kind of like cohesive way, and I think he he really nailed this one. Yeah, I can't wait for more of his stuff, dude. 
it's just like he's one of the prime filmmakers of our generation. So I, if if I read a synopsis like these killer area rugs are flying through, I'd be like, I'm no, in. no, I'm in. You mean for him? If he if it was Jordan Peele, I'm yeah. I already like it. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. What's next, buddy? Wait, was that your pick? Um, yeah, I think it was. All right, so we're gonna go yeah. to another one. This this is another one that might be a little bit polarizing, uh, but. If you're a horror fan, there's no way that you can't love. Uh, I'm just going to call it for the sake of this. Scream 5. So we loved it, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's been, the problem is it's hard. You get so removed when movies come out, you know, at the beginning of the year and then you're doing this year end review. It's like, you're so far removed from it because I haven't watched it recently. Uh, but I remember leaving the theater just like, all right. So my order is scream one, scream two, scream five. Um, yeah. and I think it's moved back. Uh, I think now I'm back to like Scream 1, Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 5, Scream 4. I think I'm back to that now. Uh, like, let me just get my old comfort Scream 3 back, you know? Yeah. But, I, dude, I, know, yeah. I thought this movie was, I thought it was like the the things I don't like about it are now way more evident and more clear. Uh, I've watched it probably five times now, you know? So it's like, maybe you're not intended to watch this shit. I mean, it's like when you hear a song that you love and then you listen to it six times and you start to hear the inconsistencies of shit that you don't like about it. It's like that, I guess. Yeah. Like, watch it once, love it, maybe just leave it at that for a little bit instead of, like, forcing yourself to keep watching it. Uh, but now that I've been removed, like, I, it's a great fucking entry in the franchise and I have no complaints. Yeah, man, I think... So... A... Getting a new team into the franchise. Yeah, a little, like, breath of fresh air. Um, yeah, and we were all nervous, right? Because it was like, what? who's going to be willing to take on Wes Craven's legacy? But also, right? I think we were less nervous just because of their previous work where we were, like, excited. I think the horror community as a whole was excited by who was doing it. Yeah, dude. So Matt Alpin and Tyler Gillette, who did Ready or Not and some other stuff um, in, in the space, you know, they, they took this on and we were like, you know what? Ready or Not was amazing. Yeah. It was fun. Again, and smart, great clever. Of, yeah. yeah. Funny, smart, scary. Uh, so this this has got to be good, right? And we got Nev Campbell back. We got David Arquette back. So we're like, we got the, the Dream yeah, Teams yeah. back in place. Like, Courtney so, Cox, yeah. So there's almost like an endorsement in that fact. So I think, I, I just have to say, like, when 2018 Halloween came out, I was like, you know what? Cool. There's another Halloween movie. I'm excited to see it. But this, this I mean, we went and saw this together. How fucking, I was like a teenage boy. Like, I was so... Excited oh, we were both wearing our scream shit and, about yeah. this movie. I honestly, yeah, was. Oh, we were way more revved. excited for this than we were for Halloween Kills. 
And that for, was the one we went and saw in the theater together for the first time. And in Friday the 13th, um, the remake that came out in 2009. Yeah. I remember going to the theater to see that, and I was, like, pumped and excited. But, like, this, this is the most excited I've been to go to the movie theater in probably 20 years. Yeah. I was yeah. so fucking excited. I agree. Dude. Yeah. So it was really hard to distance how I felt about the movie from that. For sure. Because yeah. I went in there and I was like, this is the best movie I ever made. I, have, I just saw the opening credits, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to your point, I think the wave kind of came down and we were like, all right, let's like think about this more objectively and like yeah. eliminate that as a, as a factor. So um, I've been volleying with a similar kind of hierarchy of like, do I like this more than three? Do I like it as much as three? Or do I like it less than three? Um, but my... You know, depending on the day, I'm one, two, three, five, four, one, two, um, three, five, four. Like, I don't know if I said the same thing twice in a row, but I think you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. This and three flip flop from time to time. Uh, so I, I thought it was, I thought it was uh, really good to have it back. I definitely liked it more than four. I think it was super daunting for this team to take this on. And in an age where everyone's so critical, everyone has so many opinions and they're like, you're never going to please everybody. But then the the question is, how do we confront the obvious, which is making this a meta film mm-hmm. in a time where, like, basically everything's meta? And then the diatribe about the requel is, like, they fucking nailed... Like, that little capsule right there of their definition of that is they, they nailed it. Right? Totally agree. Yeah. Um, and when we saw this in the theater for the first time, you had gone up to get more <laughs> beers or something. Literally right when that scene was hitting. You had no idea. And I came back and you were like, ah, it's like cool. And I was like, what are you saying? You missed the most pivotal yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I'm, I'm big on this movie. This is one of our favorite franchises for sure. So um, I'm glad to have it. And I, I really am excited about Scream 6. Dude, so, so. much. And uh, I love the teaser. Um, yep. Uncovering all the like the little like throwbacks to different things. Yeah. And I was telling people in the Discord like because they were calling out all the little innuendos for different you know new york based things and you even have uh the woman dressed like smart weaving from uh ready or not yeah and i told them i was i keep looking for kevin McAllister uh from like uh home alone too <laughs> uh, bird, bird lady yeah running around <laughs> <laughs> right uh but <clears throat> this is still one of my favorite movies of the year um uh, even though like i said we have been so far removed it's hard to like go back to it but this was just such a fun experience, and it was so fucking good to have Scream back. So, yeah, yeah definitely. And the fact that they, you know, again, we're going to try and avoid spoilers, but, um, you know, taking out a core character was pretty ballsy and uh, dramatic yeah. and yeah. emotional. So but I it think, had to happen. Yeah. No, I think if they didn't do that, there would have been. That's like the Stranger Things where, like, nobody dies, and you're like, come on now. Yeah. Well. I, I know. You want me but, to fucking cry yeah, tonight? I know. Is that what you want me to do? All right. All right. You're up. All right. So that's Scream 5. So we have what? Three big ones left. I think we got right? three biggies left. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah. These are probably three of everybody's top uh, yeah. five, like a consensus, consensus top five for probably most horror fans. Yep. So let's go next with uh, the film directed by our buddy Ty West. And we're not going to go with Pearl. We're going with X. Farmer's daughter, take one. I need to be famous, Wayne. All the best people are. There ain't nobody else out there like you. 
You know why? Why? Because you got that X Factor. Our days of struggling may soon be over. Hollywood, here we come. So this is it. Our own studio backlog. Nice, yeah. So I actually have not even seen Pearl yet. I know. Well, good thing I didn't uh, encourage picking that, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, so we're going with X, though. So this is the first of the what will be a trilogy. So um, I guess this film was um, was made during COVID. So while they were all on site and went through the protocols of of getting together and assembling to make a movie, uh, they decided to make three. So they, or maybe they recorded, I don't know if they just did X and Pearl and now they're doing Maxine or if, uh, uh yeah, I'm assuming Maxine can like, let's do Maxine. Yeah. You know, so maybe that's, that's the outcome, but I know they, but Pearl they, and X were like one. Yeah, yeah. They filmed all at the same time in the same environment. So, uh, but this is starring Mia Goth who just mm. crushes the shit out of this, uh, character that she plays multiple characters that she plays Jenna Ortega, who's become kind of a modern day screen queen. I, I mean, God damn. Yeah. What is she not in? I know. And uh Brittany Snow making a resurgence. Dude, she, Brittany Snow was amazing in this. And she gets such a bad rap, I feel, from um snobby people saying like, oh, that's a chick that's just in gossip girl movies and shit like that. And like she is compelling. She does such a great job. Get out of um, here, I say. I, I totally agree, man. I think she although she the Prom Night it. remake was pretty trash. Well I think <laughs> Yeah. but uh All right, back to the britney uh snow love yeah everyone in this movie uh i think i think did a great job so yeah. it takes place in 1979 you know it's about a group of these filmmakers who kind of go out to make an adult movie oh, i love these characters all of them <laughs> yeah you love dude. them all and it's it's basically equivalent to like an airbnb situation where they're going out to like rent a space yeah. to make a film <laughs> uh and you know there's going to be tension because they're ver- the family they're renting from um indicates very early on that they're super conservative and they're there there to do a not at all conservative thing in the late seventies, uh, coming hot off the heels of like the sexual revolution. So they've got these elderly hosts. You, uh, feel a little bit scared about the fact that, you know, they're, creepy as fuck. they're that all misaligned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this, this was, uh, I think of everything this year, this was probably the film that came out. That was exactly what I wanted it to be. And it was like, it met all of my expectations because I had this in high regard, high revere. And I was like, you know what? Ty West is going to deliver something super, um, super exciting, super relevant. It's going to look great. It's going to be well. Like I had all these boxes in my mind and in this movie really kind of checked them all. I thought it was stylish. I think it paid homage to all the right things. Um, I think it had its Texas chainsaw nods. I think it had, I think it had kind of all of that. Uh, and it feels like it came right out of a time capsule. Like the the seventies vibe is so so prevalent, and it's really a kind of like a timepiece. And I think he he really crushed it, and he does that very very well. Uh, I think in all his movies, um, the cast, as I mentioned, you know, I can't say enough positive things. You know, Mia Goth, not only in this movie, but uh, moving on to Pearl, uh, Jamie, which you'll come to find, like she's incredible, and she does such a great job, and the way this movie confronts two things that are very unpopular to talk about out loud. Um, and it confronts them in a very intelligent way in the form of, of confronting sex and, and death, both of those things. Uh, those are not 
you know, things that we want to talk about too much out loud um, and in the States. And I think this movie really does a, 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 you know, has an interesting way to kind of address both of those, both of the, both of those things. I think it's a great slasher. I think uh, we all went into this thinking like, is this going to be a slasher? And it really, it becomes one. Um, the ramp up to this is great. And I just, I love this movie. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much more to add except the the characters were so fucking fun. Like, you know, the the main guy, the the guy who kind of like puts the whole thing together. Yeah. He's like, call me Tex. I know he doesn't say that, but <laughs> you could see him saying that. Uh, and then just Brittany Snow again, amazing. Um, and I love even Jenna Ortega's character. How she kind of comes out of her shell during the process and. Yeah, by the end wants to be in the movie. Yeah, it's like uh, the revolution. Much thing. to like, the yeah. boyfriend's dismay. Like, yeah. could you imagine that? Oh my god! I honestly cannot, dude. Honestly, like, I wouldn't let my girlfriend come and film something like this if. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I'm all in on this movie. Um, I watched it twice when it came out. <clears throat> I have not watched it recently, so um, my memory's a little foggy on it. But dude, I just remember loving it so much, and the. So Ty West has always been kind of a polarizing figure for me personally. Um, I love some of his stuff. Some of it I feel like is a little too, like, I don't know, drawn out or something. Um, but this was just like a return to like prime form for me and all in on X. Yeah. It's a great one, man. All right. Let's head to our top two. Let's do this. This is a top two for the ages. Uh, these are two movies that kind of jump out at you. Um, really surprised the fuck out of me, especially. Well, you just want to say our last two? No, let's keep it a secret. I'll yeah. go with the first one. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go with Smile. Huh. What is it you like to talk about? Hi, patient. Hi. I know you're nervous. I just want to have a chat. I'm seeing something no one else can see except for me. It's smiling at me. What year did this come out? <laughs> this, uh, this movie's scary. Dude, it really is. There's some really good scary moments in this yeah. one. Uh, so a psychologist, psychiatrist. Yeah. A doctor. Yeah. Doctor in psychology. Yeah. Uh, she has an uh, incident with a patient who is claiming that she sees a entity who is, uh, kind of coming in forms as just people that she loves or people that she knows. And, uh, it's being really scary. Um, then she kind of turns into this entity herself and uh, kills herself in front of the doctor, uh, who is our main character, the main protagonist. And uh, then she starts seeing this character, who this entity who uh, smiles. Yeah. And um, you don't know. You kind of start to get disoriented. Is this my friend? Is this my loved one? Or is this the entity? I don't really know what else to call it. It's an entity. I think an entity is a good description. Yeah. I, I think I think it was you and I that kind of co-formulated uh, this comparative, but 
we we discussed this as being a combination kind of of the ring and it follows exactly. sort of together, yep. right? Uh, and it really it really sort of is that, and I think that weaving into the varying states of reality, um, you know, much yeah. like Watcher, you're following the the path of our main character here, who's kind of consuming all of what's happened. Like you're learning the story as she is. Yep. It's not like you're watching Columbo and you know who the murderer is and you watch him figure it out. Like you're you're mid fucking step with the protagonist the entire time that she's seeking for answers, right? For sure. Um, and that she's working through things. So that makes it super scary and and there are points of ambiguity and discontentedness that you were just watching this and you're like, What is happening? And that's what makes it so, so scary. Totally. Um the the sequence particularly that I think is excellent is when I think it's her therapist is in the house with her. Scariest the phone rings. The scariest the therapist moment. is on the phone. Dude. I know what's going to happen. I watched it. I actually watched it a third time just recently. And I, I still get chills at that oh, scene. Like full dude. body chills. Uh, it's so, so many Ooh. of those instances. Oh occur. my God. And it's really well executed. And the acting I think is gr- like the way that all, oh, all around all characters in this movie. I think they crush the hell out of yeah. the acting. And it's uh, it's really well done. It's super scary. Uh, the the I the one I don't want to call this a criticism. I think it's my own thing, not the the movie. But I went in thinking, based off of how everyone was talking about it prior to seeing it, that it was gonna be like the most creative and inventive story ever. But I was like, oh yeah, it's like it follows and the ring. Yeah. Um. So then, like the payoff, kind of at the end, I was like. Oh yeah, no. This, I mean, this is cool, but I, I remember thinking to myself, like, I, I thought I created bigger ambition in my own brain just mm. based off of how everybody else was talking about it. So, it that comes off like a criticism, but like it's really, it's yeah, not. Yeah. It's my own. Thing. See, I went in worried that it was going to be too formulaic. Uh, essentially, yeah. the ring. I was yeah. really worried it was just going to be the ring. And when I, I remember seeing the preview, thinking like, okay, well, that's the fucking ring. So. <laughs> Uh, and then, like you said, we had friends and people that we really, uh, yeah. uh, people whose opinions we really uh, value that were like, no, this movie is fucking amazing. And uh, I kind of fell somewhere in like the middle there where like, yeah, no, this movie's scary and really good, but it is still a little bit formulaic. Like it's not, it, it's not reinventing the genre or anything, yeah. right? But yeah. it's a really good fucking movie and it's really scary and it's a really great horror movie in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um Really, really up there. So I, I dug this movie. I'm glad that uh, that we have it now in our, our arsenal. And watching her uh, kind of uh, devolution, I would call it, <laughs> to like she Spiral. kind of almost turns into yeah. her mom there at the end, like laying in the bed and, Ugh. you know. Yeah. And that, that scene, that oh, dude, the scene with her mom, like Don't the, the even. flashback. I dude. can't. <laughs> I can't. The yeah. bed and all that stuff. Ugh. And then I really like so how haunting. sometimes you think you're out of it and then it brings you back in, right? Like you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Like the like the cabin scene, for instance, when like she's at the cabin, but then she goes to um I don't know the actor's name, but the dude is in a lot of things. He's in Halloween, like, uh, yeah. Halloween kills. Um that dude with like the mustache. You know who I'm talking about? She goes Sean to like she leaves. <laughs> Yeah, so she leaves the cabin and she goes to his apartment, and then like, you find out like she's still in the fucking cabin. Yeah, that scene is so fucking good, and it gets like like I said, I've seen it three times. I'm still like, wait, she's still in the cabin. 
<laughs> like watching Top Gun. Thinking, <laughs> Wait, Goose, Goose Goose dies? Goose is gonna pull through this time. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna come out of this. Yeah. Yep. Oh, all right, man. We're here. Here we go. I think so. For me, I don't. This is not a unanimous number one, but I think we waited to talk about it to number one because Jamie knows this was was definitely my number one for the year. Um, but I got to go with uh, the film Barbarian. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. This is 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. Who am I supposed to do? Why don't you come inside and we'll call these idiots. Why don't you just crash here? Oh, no. I don't know if you got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. It's dry and there's a lock on the door. By the way, I'm Keith. Tess. You take the bedroom and I'll sleep out here on the couch. So this was directed by Zach Kreger, uh, starring Georgina Campbell, Bill Skarsgård, Justin Long's also in this. Uh, And it's really... The story is somewhat simple, I guess. It's about a woman staying in an Airbnb and comes to find that the house has this, um, is already being rented. Uh, and it's not, you know, she doesn't get out of a rental what you would expect to get out of a no. rental, I guess. Um, Airbnb from hell, really. But again, this, so this movie was not on my radar. I don't know if it was on yours coming into the year. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think it was. Because I remember when it came out, I was like, oh, cool. Um, Bill Skarsgård is in a movie called Barbarian, so it's probably a Viking movie. And I remember talking, I think I was in Chicago talking to, like, um, our best friend, like, my best friend's fiance, and she was like, what do you think this movie's about? And I was like, is it, like, (laughs) dire wolves and swords and shit? And she was like, it's a horror film, and you would love it. I think we might have gotten confused because the other Skarsgård brother was in uh, the Northman or whatever. The Northman, yeah. I and thought so you this think was like Skarsgård, Barbarian, Northman, yeah. same fucking movie, right? So that's where I was <laughs> till about. We probably like, were both September. there. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this completely blindsided me. I had zero expectation and no knowledge about. I I didn't even read a synopsis. Yeah. No, um, I don't do that anymore. I was in Chicago yeah. for work and staying with. Uh, with at my best friend's place, but he wasn't there. His fiance was, so it was legitimately just she and I. We watched Halloween Ends, and uh, I was getting ready to leave for my flight, and she said, oh, have you, you know, then the whole barbarian thing came up, and she was like, oh, you got to check this movie out. So uh, we watched, like, maybe the first, like, fourth, and she said, when do you have to leave? Because you should either pause now or expect to watch the next 30 minutes because shit gets real here, right? Um. And that's when the whole double switch thing kinds of hap- kind of happens, and they do such a fantastic job of setting you up, you know, thinking you're so confident in one thing, and the movie takes a, it's not even a left turn, it's a three dimensional turn, one eighty, yeah, into an entire different uh, movie. You're just in a different uh, world. Yeah, like, because when you're when you're watching the beginning of the movie, you think you know what you're watching. Yeah. And you think you have it figured out. You think, like, you know, you know who the bad guy is, and you think you know kind of what's going to happen from there, uh, which is going to be a movie that you probably won't like uh, or that's going to be hard to watch. And then it turns into a movie that's kind of a delight. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. Yeah. There's this like breath of fresh air where Justin Long's just driving. It's like, wait a minute. Did I bump something? Is this not on the right channel anymore? Like what, <laughs> exactly, what happened yeah. here? Right. Yeah. Wait, what? And, and you're in this environment with Justin Long and he's so funny and just such a shithead in this movie. And he's just like this terrible dude. Oh my God. Um, and, but again, you don't know that. Like you think like this is a guy caught in a bad situation. This movie has kind of like four acts, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's that intro sequence and Justin Long, it feels like the new first act. Sure. And then um, the flashback sequences with the homeowner in the 50s and shit like that, dude, like uh, when he's pretending to be the water man and he yeah, goes into the house uh, and unlocks yeah. the window, like those moments are so scary and so well done. Also, by the way, I was thinking about this today. Is that woman the one? I, I don't think so because all... The the dude that was like trying to keep her from coming in that like lives in the water tower, he when he was telling the story he was like, keep making copies of copies of copies of copies and like this is what yeah. you get right yeah um so I think it it was like just do you check your windows every night now because I do every night every night fucking no water man's coming in my house no one's coming in my fucking house and I'm checking my fucking lights every night Ugh. or my windows every night um but. Ugh. but so, so haunting so scary and then it so it has the, the elements of like it's one minute you're watching uh you know a documentary about D- jeffrey dahmer and another minute you're watching uh the descent you know what i mean yeah, so it has like yeah, yeah. uh creature feature elements it's got suspense elements it's got humor uh i know i've talked about this before but when justin long comes into the the basement and finds that like horrifying room with the camera on the bed. And he's like, Oh my God. And then the next scene, he's like Googling square footage, this basement square footage count in your house. Like just elements like that and run around with the tape measure. Just yeah. That fucking tape, man, dude. Like, dude, I'll shove this tape measure up your ass. Get out. I I've just, I'm so fond of this whole movie. Uh, the ending was so absurd and ridiculous. Um, but ridiculous, it, it fit like with it fits, how yeah. absurd and ridiculous this, this movie is. You know what I yeah. mean? So like, uh, I had a ton of fun with this movie. It was actually scary. Uh, it had some super gory parts too. And you know, the, our main character, the main protagonist is, she's such a badass in this movie and she's so great. Um, Oh yeah. And yeah, dude, this is from my, the beginning. Yeah. Definitely my number one for the, for the year. Uh, there's no way that like like this is a spoiler i guess but there's no way that you can watch this from the beginning not knowing what's going on and not think that fucking bill skarsgård is just the devil yeah yeah right yeah i remember watching this with my wife the first time and we just were like oh my god he's gonna get her he's gonna kill her wait maybe he is good damn he's really he's like really a really good criminal so you, but you like this movie too? Oh yeah, I fucking love it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, great year for horror. Great list we put together here. I think next year is also going to be really good, but I, I think this is going to be like the the year of the decade almost. I don't Dude, know. We're not going to have like twenty year years like from this. now. There's going to be horror nerds with a podcast like talking about the year twenty twenty two. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I, I think it'll this be us. Sixty five <laughs> years old. Horror granddads. Yeah. Um, yeah. But hey, so wait, let's talk about some uh, runners up. Yeah. Yeah. What's on your list? Or runners up slash like what else would be on your list if we weren't doing a collab? Yeah. 
Uh, so I'll go real quick. I have Hellraiser. Uh, I thought it was a great refresh. Uh, I kind of like that they made the Cenobites a little bit different. Yeah. Um, the main character is like, you're not really rooting for her. Like, she's kind of like, uh, she's not the best person in her own right. Sure. Uh, which is fitting for that movie. You're not really supposed to like anyone in Hellraiser, in my opinion. Right. Um, really, I really fucking enjoyed that remake. And I'm like, I'm with you kind of. We're like, I don't love Hellraiser. Like, I know that's kind of sacrilegious to say as horror fans. Yeah. It's not really my thing. Like, I'm not going to sit down and fucking watch Hellraiser on a whim. Um, but this, this reboot really fucking uh, impressed me. Yeah. Sissy was a surprise for the year. Mm-hmm. Again, something that, like, I didn't think I would like. I almost shut it off 15 minutes in, thought maybe I was just way too old for it. Uh, mm-hmm. Ended up really digging it. Loved the way it ended. Uh, Black Phone, so fucking good. Yeah, that, that could was have, good. That could have been on my list. I, I really enjoyed Black Phone. It's not the perfect movie, uh, but a lot of fun to watch the way it unfolded. Um, I like kind of like the callbacks to each kid who was killed previously, uh, kind yep. of connecting with him. And um, Ethan Hawke was so good, honestly. Dude, he was so he good, was so great. menacing and just so good. Um, Resurrection with uh, Rebecca Hall. Love Rebecca Hall. She's an amazing actress. Yep. Uh, this movie, you haven't seen it yet, right? I've not, no. <laughs> So highly recommend. Uh, this movie kind of like is another one of those like tale of two halves. You kind of think you know what you're watching. You're like, okay, is this just a thriller? Like, what is this? And then it takes this fucking turn with Tim Roth. Um, she does this like monologue, uh, which is kind of like the turn of the movie. One of the best like acting performances of the year, I think. So highly recommend. Uh, Prey, the Predator. Yep. Uh, whatever you want to call it. I guess it's a like way prequel because it's Native Americans. I haven't watched it in the Native Comanche yet, but they say that you really should watch it in yeah. that. Um, fucking love that movie though. I love Predator. I love the franchise. Uh, Prey is great. And then the last one I wanted to mention was My Best Friend's Exorcism. So fun. Based um, off the Grady Hendrix uh, book. Yeah, yeah, and apparently if you've read the book, you won't like the movie. I have never read the book, so the movie was a lot of fun. Again, not perfect, but a lot of fun. I, mean, I read the book and I like the movie. Yeah. So. so. That would be, those are the only ones to me that, like, I feel like you really should watch. Yeah, a few on there uh, I double up on for sure. Uh, I do want to mention, I don't think either of us have seen Bodies, Bodies, Bodies yet. Nope. Um, but I actually was going to rent it, and the night I was going to rent it, our buddy Chris Zank reached out and was like, shittiest movie ever made, don't even fucking waste your time. Yeah, like, I saw that. Uh, really, yeah. You know, what's, what's really funny about that is you and I had a conversation, I think the day before that, and we were like, I was like, dude, yeah. do you think I even need to watch this movie? Because I do not want to. And you were like, yeah, probably we should. Yeah. And then he messaged that, and I was like, I'm not watching yeah. it. <laughs> uh, so I, I figured that. I, I hate Pete Davidson, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. I hate him, and I just don't want to watch the movie <laughs> because he's in it. Um, Orphan First Kill, you know, worth a mention. To, dude, pretty know, good. You Weird. look at that movie and you're that, like, there's no reason anyone should watch this or that this should be made. And it's like, it's <laughs> the movie's fine. Like, it's the, not bad. The twist. Yeah. Like, I don't like to even say movies have twists because it kind of spoils. But, but that you movie know has a twist. That one, wa- watching that movie is equivalent to watching like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Yep. Do you have any movies that uh, you didn't like this year? Um, I'm, y- yes. Why don't you... Click through uh, some of yours yeah. first. So the first one I want to mention is, uh, again, we don't like to bash movies, but yeah, it's just movies I didn't like. They d- missed the mark for me. Uh, the Invitation, it's on Netflix. Uh, 
this is this is this year. There's an invitation from like 2016 or something that's really fucking good. Uh, this one is it's essentially like a get out knockoff almost. Uh, oh. Like this girl finds out that she has a uh, a relative. She does like you know my DNA or one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she finds out that she's got these relatives that live in England. Uh, they want to meet up with her and they want her to come to this wedding in um, in England at this like gorgeous estate. So she goes there. Um, a lot of shit unfolds. I don't I don't want to get into it. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but it, it's not good. So it uh, wasn't good for you. No. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre missed for missed for me. I know yeah. people like it. Yeah, yeah. It just wasn't for me. Um, maybe, maybe someday I'll dig it. I don't know. It just didn't work for me. Uh, and then another one is we're all going to the world's fair. Hmm. I didn't see that one either. Hated it. Hated it. (laughs) Ugh. totally not my thing. Uh, I I guess I could see how people might be into it, but oh my God, just so not my thing. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. I think just cause we, we didn't dig it doesn't mean it's not a good movie. Just totally, you know, not our. I'm not, I'm not trying to trash anything, but if I, I think it can't all be roses on our podcast, no. right? We can't just always no. be fucking smiling and talking about good shit. Like every now and then it's okay to talk about stuff that we didn't like. These missed the mark for me. So one for me, uh, for sure. This actually, we did a Patreon episode about this, um, but Mad God, I know it was yeah. released this year, even though it was from, I think it's been they've been making it for like 40 years um i have a, I, the thing is i have a hard time knocking it because of the just the achievement I know. that it is it's yeah. insane it's an achievement <laughs> there's this uh uh literary mechanism people use called postmodernism where you like i think the the term is death to the author so like you you take art for what it is in its form and you eliminate the noise of like oh but yeah you know like he he worked on this movie for 45 years and, and this and that yeah, and all these yeah. other achievements. And, you know, he was on Star Wars and he did all the practical effects for all this other like stuff. Like, how dare you not like it? Exactly. Yeah. So if you take that movie <laughs> just as a person, like, watching something, like, you wrap up watching fucking Nightmare Before Christmas and then it's like, I'm going to head on to my next stop motion animation movie. You're going to watch that and be like, what the fuck? First off, I am confused. I don't know what happened. And secondly, like... I never knew Clay could make me this grossed out. Yeah. Uh, so that that one was a bit of a miss for me. Texas Chainsaw was a miss for me yep. as well. Um, you know, I'm glad they made another one. Sure. I thought it was fun, uh, but just in turn, like it's definitely not in my my top ten. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I can't. I just can't. I feel like sometimes you need to just like let yourself go. Yeah. And like, no, he's on a bus fucking killing everybody. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> sometimes, like, yeah. sometimes you just yeah. need to be able yeah. to do that. And I just, I haven't been able to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we just want to wrap up the year by saying this, the growth of the show, the engagement, the growth of our Patreon, the, uh, the friendships we've taken from this how fortunate we've been to have such amazing guests. We've got a ton of great stuff planned for, for 2023 as well. You know, we're, we're not going anywhere. We're so excited to continue to do this. We're so thrilled to have all of, uh, all of you listening, you know, support us through this endeavor. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Uh, we love you guys and, and just thanks a million and, and have a happy new year. Happy new year, guys. Love you all.